0: Is Saudi Arabia's $650 billion public investment fund, PIF, interested in having a stake, no matter how minimal, in our own Maharlika Investment Fund, MIF? Maybe. Or maybe not. On the PIF's investment decisions of late, this is what the people well-versed with sovereign wealth funds, SWFs, know. Right now, the PIF is extra focused on sports investments. Big and high-profile investments in the world of sports. While doing this, The PIF may not have the time and the patience to look into the possibility of investing in the MIF. The MIF is a blank slate, an unknown portfolio. Returns are questionable. Unlike the following, soccer great Cristiano Ronaldo, French soccer stars Karen Benzema and Galo Conte, England's pro team Newcastle United, the PGA Golf Association in the United States, and Formula One Racing. The common denominator of these names? The PIF has dropped big money to recruit these big names in global soccer, acquire Newcastle United, own a stake in Formula One racing, and make the PGA agree to partner with Saudi's Live Golf. We have, more or less, an idea of how much money was involved in many of these deals. To pry Ronaldo away from Manchester United, Al Nasser FC, which Peef owns, upped the ante when it signed the Global Superstar in December 2022. At Manchester United, Ronaldo was reportedly earning $605,000 per week. Al Nasser FC offered a figure that was hard to refuse. $1 $1 million per week, according to authoritative sources in global soccer. That was enough incentive for Ronaldo, who at 37 may not have all the time in the world to play pro soccer, to don the al nassr FC jersey. Benzema and Conte's collective contract with al ittihad FC was reportedly in the $500 million figure. He phones a total of four pro soccer teams playing in the Saudi Professional League, al nasser FC and al ittihad FC among them. All four teams are looking for marquee names in global soccer with the attendant lucrative contracts to offer. To give context to the jumbo pay of the soccer stars under the pif clubs, a starter in our PBA is paid roughly P500,000 per month, loose change in the PIF club's lucrative contracts. Saudi Arabia, through the PIF, reportedly paid $1 billion to make the PGA drop its reservations about taking in Saudi's Live Golf as a tournament partner there was no figure mentioned for the acquisition of Newcastle United and the stake in Formula One racing that was acquired by the PIF from Aston Martin. Those are just part of the massive investments the PIF has been pouring into sports. And it plans to invest more. PIF has this sense that sports investments are profitable, and it vests Saudi Arabia with a certain kind of prestige that it does not get from ordinary investments. Sports interests the PIF right now, and right now and in that kind of investing sentiment, it may not even give the MIF a second look expressing interest in the MIF, which got big play in our local media, and actually putting money into the MIF are two different things. The harsh truth is this, the MIF is a hard sell in the global investing world, never mind the outsized faith placed on the MIF by its congressional proponents and the economic managers of President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. Interest in the MIF is all in the press releases from its backers, who do not live in the real world and are great in their own minds. There is not much interest in the myth from prospective investors. Neither is there giddiness to invest in it. Even the financial entities solely dedicated to tracking the performances of SWFs have barely mentioned the MIF. The first reason is the MIF's origin story. SWFs of countries across the globe are built from two specific provenances. First, funds are sourced from ample resource extraction earnings, like Saudi's PIF and Norway's SWF, which were built from massive oil revenues. Or Singapore's JIC and Tomasik, which were sourced from excess state earnings and pension funds looking for higher returns. The PH version did a different version of extraction. It forced two big state-owned banks, the Land Bank of the Philippines, Land Bank, and the Development Bank of the Philippines, DBP, to shell out money for the MIF. Also forced to contribute was the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the central bank. The three are not uber-stable institutions, and forcing them to pool the money for the MIF may actually lead to the weakening of these institutions. Roughly 20 economists based at the University of the Philippines have stated the grave dangers of pushing through with the MIF and its destabilizing impact on the two state owned banks and the central bank itself. Based on the order from Mr. Marcos, the MIF is reportedly being perfected before the formal launch to ensure there are no loose ends. Either the palace is aware of the red flags raised by the economists opposed to the MIF or does not want a chaotic rollout of the fund. What is expected to be a glorious day, a milestone event for the country, may turn out to be a dud. A senator has advised the palace, in this period of interregnum for the MIF, to just scrap the fund and return the P-175 billion seed money to land bank and the DBP. In the first place, the law creating the MIF is unconstitutional, said Sen. Aquilino Pimentel III. Don't veer, he said, into the territory of unconstitutionality. Good advice. Return the P-175 billion and send the MIF to the resting place for foolish policies.